Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life from your finances to your family to your job and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I get wrecked as we deliberate on the topic of the greatest in the kingdom. Man, it's just so crazy how often we think in reverse to the way God thinks. But we simply can't ignore his plea to us to become like a child. There aren't many places in the Bible that are this direct, especially when it comes to things that have the potential to keep us out of the kingdom of heaven. It should rock us when we come across a passage like this. One that says if we don't do this, we won't inherit the kingdom of God. But we don't want to leave it there either. Being terrified by this possibility alone isn't enough. It should move us to action in doing whatever we can to seek the Lord for the answers concerning what exactly he means by becoming like a little child. If it's such a big deal, we just can't afford to misinterpret or misunderstand. And we definitely don't want to do what many do, simply overlook it. A couple things to expect. Josh impersonates Chris Farley, all while helping us see the way many of us proper adults have lost the wonder of God and his kingdom. And I share a little twist on the story of the feeding of the 5,000 that helps us understand why it could have only been a child who gave his lunch to Jesus rather than an adult or the disciples. All right, let's pray and we'll get into it. Father God, there is no one like you. And if you are calling us to reconsider what it means to be grown up in the kingdom, help us to understand what you're saying. Thank you for your spirit who helps us grasp the secrets of your ways. We receive your supernatural wisdom now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, it's that time. Let's go ahead and dive headfirst into this Tuesday's Pure Worship podcast entitled, The Greatest in the Kingdom. Well, dude, Josh, how you doing today, my friend? Well, dude, Jeff, well, dude... Doot, 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 doot. Man, doing good. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing sweet, man. I'm feeling feisty today. Oh, a little feisty? All wow. right, all right. How come? I think it's your cologne. I'm starting to get the fragrance of Jeff. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, it must be the fragrance of Jesus oh! that's rubbing off on me. <laughs> Maybe that's That's it. a little throwback to the last podcast, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you got to go back and listen to that last <laughs> one. Throwback. <laughs> And if you haven't had a chance to listen to some of the other podcasts, and maybe this is your first one or second one or whatever, just definitely 
encourage you guys to go back. Uh, that very, very first one called The Secret Place. Mm-hmm. It's where it all starts, man. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. It's, it's really very simple, Josh, what we're talking about. Uh, almost too simple. But it's amazing how we make this stuff so hard. Yeah. We make this simple. I mean, I think I heard somebody just preaching about this the other day. They were saying how, you know, one of the one of the issues that we face in our modern day world is that the message of the cross and the message of the gospel, it's just too simple. Yeah. Like we're too like too astute for this thing. Like it's it can't be that easy. Yeah. All I have to do is repent and accept this Jesus as my Lord and Savior and walk with him in friendship. What? It's got to be harder than that. So I heard a speaker one time and they said the gospel is so simple that the mentally handicapped understand it. Come on. And children walk it out. Yeah. Almost not perfectly, but I can't remember what he said. But, but sure. the idea that it's so simple that the mentally challenged can handle this yeah. uh, almost better than most adults. Yes. Uh, and uh, we're overthinking and, the whole thing. And for children, man, they, they walk it out and they, yeah. they do this thing. Well, it's crazy, too, because we really weren't planning on talking about that little thing that just popped up, but it really does just flow, Fish. right? Yeah, it flows right into what we're about to talk about. Uh, as you know, uh, we are kind of following the chapters of my book, Awakening Pure Worship, and this uh, chapter is chapter 18, Yeah. Right? so we're getting close. We're Winding 21 down. chapters mm. in the book, so we're into... The house, mm-hmm. and this is the fun part because we get to go. Hey, well, what does it look like? How, what do we need to do? And a lot of times we want to jump to this part before we get to the other ones. But but this is uh, the third podcast that we're getting into that has to do with the house. How do we become an awakened pure worshiper? Mm-hmm. You know, and again, as always, yes, we're talking about musical worship things here. We're talking about expression in worship, but really. We feel like that stuff is a fruit of who we're becoming in yeah. our hearts and our lives. Yes. It does work in a cyclical manner in a sense that, you know, as you uh, as you seek the Lord, you will grow a heart to express yourself to him. Mm-hmm. And as you step out to express yourself to him, then you will grow a heart to seek the Lord more and to walk with him in everyday life. Too, totally. Right? So you're growing a heart of authenticity uh, through all this stuff. But so if we're to look at some of the characteristics, uh, of what it means to be an awakened pure worshiper, this chapter 18, yeah. uh, the third, how in our little list of hows, there's six that are in the book. Mm-hmm. This is the third one. Mm-hmm. This one is called like a child. Oh man. Come on, man. And I love this one because, and I'm just going to start right, kind of taking it out of the book. This is a quote from GK Chesterton that Jeff put in chapter 18 here. It says this, we are perishing for lack of wonder, not lack of wonders. I'm going to say that again. Just let this sink in my brothers and sisters. We are perishing for lack of wonder not for lack of wonders. See, there's so many things that God what do you is mean by well, that. The That's Lord so is so complicated, bro. Pro- no, it's not. You gotta <laughs> see, Jeff. You gotta think like a child. Ooh, oh my gosh! You're saying I'm overthinking. This. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> this is that the Lord has provided so much to be in wonderment and to be awestruck. Like I think of like. Like my kids, man, like at Christmas time, when they wake up, they are just blown away. Like the stuff that, that they're going to get to rip into and, and they're just in, in, in wonder and awe. That's why I love the Christmas season. And mainly it's for my kids and they just have that, that wonder, you know, it's, it's even goes like to the point of kids, how you can give them this amazing gift and they're over there playing with the box. Totally. It's that type of thing. They're 
they're in awe of a box yeah. or all you give them. You know, I remember playing outside for, for hours in the dirt with mm-hmm. a few rocks and a couple cars. I'd make roads and highways and all that stuff. I'm, I, I, there's no lack of imagination. Yeah. And it's almost like we've lost our wonder. Mm-hmm. No, man, exactly right. And here's, Jesus says a really provocative thing. And this is a scripture that I've been chewing on, gnawing on. Like, what is the deal mm. with this scripture? And uh, in the book here, you're talking about this. And this is in, in Matthew uh, 18, 3 through 4. Jesus said this crazy thing. He says, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, now here's part two. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Like, whoa, dude, whoa, whoa, why whoa. did you? Whoa, Joey, whoa. Joey from Blossom. Why why did you put that in the book? Like, what's what's your thought behind this whole thing? Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's not a lot of places in the Bible where it says, if you don't do this, you won't get into the kingdom of heaven. So right. I kind of figured, Josh, <laughs> this is one of those places where God is kind of waving the flag going, hey, guys, over here. You know, like there's a lot of important things in the Bible. Mm. But I honestly can't think of too many where it actually says that. Right. If you don't do this, and there's two things that are listed there, right? I mean, the first one is one that I think we get. Like if you mm-hmm. don't repent from your sins, turn from your sins, right? We, we, we understand it's that. It's obvious. That's, yep. that's where yep. the kingdom of yep. God starts, right? Correct. But, but he doesn't like skip a beat there. Mm-hmm. He says these two things as if they're joined at the hip. Yep. So I'm like, uh-oh. Like you're telling me that this second one might be as important mm-hmm. as this whole sin thing? He says, if you don't become like a little child then you won't into the kingdom of heaven. So what did I do? I'm like, okay, I got to figure out what this means. Mm. I mean, this is, that's all I'm doing. I mean, it's like anybody listening out there. I'm like, okay, I came across this big, bold statement. It's a Mm. red flag. It's a massive sign right in my face saying, Hey Jeff, buddy, pal, if you don't become like a little child, you can't be with me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to be with God. I want to be with him. So, if this is a roadblock, I got to figure out what this means. What does it mean to become like a little child? Yeah. So that's really what we try to unpack in this book is what is it? What does it mean? Yeah. What's it mean to be like a little child? And so this kind of dovetails from the last podcast we did on extravagance and worship. And guys, to me, one of the most extravagant thing you can do is things you could do is become like a little child mm. in your worship just with reckless abandon of taking the Lord at his word. And, and you know, like my kids believe me when I speak to them, they, they trust what I have to say. And I think that truly is extravagant. And so, uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're unpacking the scripture. You're saying, unless you become as humble as this little child, uh, you know, you, you can't enter into the things of the kingdom. It, it's really interesting to me, man, because it says, turn away from sin. As you're talking about these two things, turn away from the sin and change your mentality. Yeah. And I think that's what true repentance really is. It's, mm. it's, yeah, we forsake our sin and we change our mind of what kingdom principles really look like. Yeah. We change our mind of what worship really looks like in our lives. We change our mind of who we think and what our paradigms of who God really is. It's changing and and morphing them, conforming them to the truth of of, of what God says in his word. I mean, you know, you think of 
the interaction of Jesus and Nicodemus. I love this. I mean, it's just a little thing here, but it's interesting because Jesus doesn't shy away from this. He's pushing this thing. And I talk about reverse Godology a lot. This is to me, one of those becoming like a child is reverse Godology. Mm -hmm. And it's the thing that we, it's like, we think exactly opposite of what Jesus is saying here. Yep. We're trying to become, you know, we spend our whole lives trying to grow up. Yeah. And Jesus is coming back to us saying, Hey, I need you to become more like a child. Like what? It just goes against everything we've been taught yeah so we gotta figure out what that means but so jesus and, and nicodemus here you know in in luke chapter three or sorry in john three right nicodemus and jesus had this little interaction and, and nicodemus is kind of coming to jesus secretly going hey ah uh, help me understand this whole thing you know and jesus says oh yeah you just have to become born again like what what are you talking about born again like am i supposed to enter my mother's womb i mean of course it's not becoming a physical child again mm-hmm. like that's funny to even think that that nicodemus thought that maybe that's what jesus meant mm-hmm. but he's talking about spiritually you have to become so that you're capable of being born again. Yeah. In order for you to be born again, you have to become like a little child. Yeah. So there's this little thing that goes along with this idea of being born again, that you have to be like a little child in order to be born again. Yeah. To understand and step into some of these ideas, you literally have to, uh, just like as we were talking before about God using the foolish things of this world to confound yes. the wise, it's changing the way that you're thinking about these things. We have to become like a child. It's a to... total paradigm shift yep. too. Because it's it's one paradigm shift to understand that you need the gospel. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's this second thing that has to happen because we start thinking of it backwards and we start becoming too adulty for our own good. Yep. What it reminds me of is the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. Okay. I love the story and I love the way that, you know, if you think of these stories outside the box a little bit, okay. So you jump into this setting here, you got a bunch of people who have been following Jesus around this huge crowd of people, right? Probably 20, 30,000 people that yep. follow Jesus It's all Jesus said and around. done about that. Yep. Right, yep. right. Men, women, children, the whole thing, because the men were the 5,000. Mm-hmm. There's more than that, obviously. And there's this one little dude. Let's just call him Johnny, because I like to say that name. <laughs> Johnny, you know. There's this one little dude. And Sounds like a good Hebrew name, brother. I don't know if how he ended up with a lunch that day. Maybe he just showed up that day or whatever, and his mom packed a lunch or whatever. But I heard a preacher talking about this he's like, you know, think about it. There's no way that Johnny's mom and dad were there with him that day. He mm. had to have been there by himself. Now, of course, maybe his mom and dad had become like little children and they were there. Mm-hmm. But if you think of the way that adults usually react to things, mm-hmm. there's no way that they were there. I mean, you think about the little boy realizes that there's a need. Mm-hmm. Oh, people don't. He maybe overhears the conversation with the disciples and Jesus talking about how there's no food and the people are tired and he needs to send them home, but the people don't want to go home because they're being fed spiritually. Mm. They're loving hearing what Jesus has to say, but they're going to die. They're going to faint if they don't eat. So we mm-hmm. probably need to send them home. And Jesus is like, well, did you provide food for them? And the disciples are like, where are we going to get food and all this stuff. So the little guy's hearing this conversation. He thinks to himself, well, I've got some food. I mean... <laughs> You know, <laughs> I've got some food. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. This kid's got a little lunch, right? A little bag lunch. And he thinking to himself, but I could help. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful picture. It of a kid super who's, cool. Who's saying, well, I, could, I could help. There's 20, mm-hmm. 30,000 people, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he decides he's going to offer his lunch. Well, imagine if mom and dad were there. 
And, and they see him about to walk away with, ah, yo, 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 uh, Johnny, come, come, come back here. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Is that all? Well, Jesus said he needs some food. So I'm going to go give him my food. And, and you could hear, I could hear it in my own voice, you know, me talking to my kid saying, oh, uh, Johnny, Johnny. I'm like, buddy, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't want to draw attention to the fact that nobody else has food. And, and, and we do. Number one, if you give our food to Jesus, nobody's going to have enough. And we're definitely not going to have food mm-hmm. anymore. There's not mm-hmm. going to be enough for us. And there's definitely not going to be enough for anybody. We're also going to make people feel foolish because we thought enough to bring food and the other people didn't. Son, you're a growing boy. You need your food. Yes. You can't be giving your fish and bread away. That's right. Nobody's going to have it if you give it away, right? He would have told him, hey, we don't, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Let's just stay in the crowd. We'll eat our little lunch. We'll go home mm-hmm. and everything will be fine. Mm. You know, it's that type of deal. But Johnny's saying, man, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. So... Yeah, so let me. I just want to read a little bit from, uh, from the book. Actually, think about it. Any ordinary parent would have shushed little Johnny at his offer to share his lunch. You can hear it now in my own parental voice, muttering, "Not so fast, Johnny. Your mother worked too hard putting together that lunch. If we simply give it to Jesus, there won't even be enough for our family, let alone the thousands of others out there." You understand, we shouldn't draw attention to the fact that we have food when others don't. We don't want to embarrass them. What difference could it make anyway? It will only complicate matters, Mm -hmm. right? Right? But here's the thing is I don't want you to misunderstand what we're saying here. What I'm not saying is that Johnny was more spiritual than our everyday adults. What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to flip it on us and say he wasn't too spiritual. He wasn't too mature or too astute to believe that his little lunch could make a difference. Whoa, seriously. I find myself asking about how I might have reacted if I had been in the little boy's shoes. Would I have shared my seemingly insignificant little lunch or would I have kept it quiet? It's beautiful. Jesus doesn't shush us. He invites us into the miracle. He longs for us to participate with him, to engage in the supernatural, the unlikely, the ridiculous. Yet so many of us are jaded and numb because of life's hardships and disappointments. We've turned our worship services into rituals, and we've allowed our everyday lives to slip into robotic survival mode. We've built walls around our hearts to keep out the pain which now keeps us from experiencing the joy of an exhilarating relationship with our Father in Heaven. Hey, some of you out there have asked when I'm going to record a new album. Well, I'm hoping to record one one day, but for now, I want you to know about the recordings I produce for North Central University. So far, we've recorded three powerful full-length worship albums over the last six years, and we're about to record a brand new five-song EP at the end of this month. I'll be leading a team of amazing students from NCU with brand new worship songs that I've co-written with them that are going to stir up your personal worship time. You can find our recordings by searching NCU Worship Live and keep your ears open as we release the new music. Okay, as we get back to the conversation, I talk about the huge difference between being childish and being childlike. And Josh speaks life over all of us by challenging us not to lose heart. So turn up the volume and focus in as we continue with the Pure Worship Podcast.
See, that's what we're yeah. saying. Our, our normal adult has gotten to the point where we've lost our ability to believe. Mm. We've lost our ability. Like Johnny had not become so adultish that it neutered his ability to believe for the impossible. Yeah. Like gratefully, he wasn't ruined for the miraculous as many like proper adults are. Yep. You know, so many of us are, we, we overthink everything. We've see, had so much disappointment in our life, so much struggle, so many mm-hmm. trials, so much, we've been beaten down that we've lost our ability to believe. Yeah. And so we thought, well, there's no way that, that anything could happen with this lunch. Whereas John, Johnny is not ruined. Mm-hmm. He's not jaded. He's yeah. not numb. He's able to say, well, I know Jesus done miracles before. Yep. And if he needs food, well, I could give him some of my food and, Super and he cool. could do something cool with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he could do something cool with it. And you say, <laughs> just love your voice. Hey, and you say this in the book, man. It says this, the naive child is simply irrational enough mm. to take the necessary steps of faith to believe. Mm. Uh, wow. Man, I'm, I'm crazy about that, man. I think that's super cool. Well, hey, here's the thing, right? Uh, I talk about this in the book as well. Okay, Jeff, are you telling me that you want me to be like my child? Like, like children? Like, I've been around children. Mm. Children can be the most... Oh, yuck. Well, I mean, they're, they're me, myself, and I, uh, you know, whining, complaining, you know, yeah, are we there yet? Exactly, you know, uh, and they're so selfish and blah, 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 all this stuff. Is that what you're saying that Jesus is saying if I don't become like that? No, because there's a difference mm. between being childish yep. and being childlike. Yes. Right? And this is what we're trying to unpack right here. Yep. Because there's a bit, let me, let me say that again. There's a big difference between being childish. Mm-hmm. That's the negative side of things that we're talking about. There's a big difference between being childish and being childlike. The things that we want are the good parts of what children bring to the table. Yeah. We all understand that there's some not so good things that children mm-hmm. bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Just think about it right now as you're listening to this podcast. What are some of the beautiful things that children bring to the table? There's a naivety there that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It can get you in trouble a little bit too, mm-hmm. but there's a beauty in this Johnny in his story of being naive. Like he's not overthinking. He's not like, "Well, I don't I don't have enough." What I have is not valuable. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. So therefore, I'll just sit here and shut up. Hmm. No, he's like, I want to participate. And that's what that's what the kingdom is about. And you notice, too, that Jesus didn't turn him away. Yeah. See, Jesus accepted this. Mm-hmm. He didn't go, oh, that's not... Because this is what I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn, okay... Does Jesus encourage the child or does he turn him away? If he turns him away, then I don't want to become like Johnny. Correct. If Jesus encourages the child, then I'm thinking, man, I want to be like this guy. And Jesus invites him into the miracle. Jesus could have said, oh, Johnny, that's that's really nice. But I've got this. Mm. I've got this handled. But no, he invites. That's one of the beautiful things about the kingdom. There's nothing that you and I can offer, but he still invites us into the process. Mm. Bring what you have. And Jesus will take it and he'll bless it and he'll multiply it to meet the need. Now it gets tricky though, man, as the older you get, and I'm sure that there are pastors and I I know other church leaders and music ministers, youth pastors listening to this thing. And uh, it gets a little harder to do the older you get, especially in church ministry. Man, I think of first Corinthians one that we were tackling in the last podcast and we didn't say the scripture, but it actually says Paul's talking to, to the crowd and he's saying, Hey, here's the deal. The Jews, they look for signs, wonders, and miracles. 
the Greeks, they look for advanced wisdom. Yeah. And here's the deal. I think in the American church, we live in a Greco-Roman society with Judeo-Christian principles. Mm -hmm. And I think, so we get the double whammy yep. of all this stuff of, we, we look for, you know, the, the scripture stuff. We look for the signs, wonders, miracles, and we are also looking for Greco-Roman rationale. Yep. And so it gets tougher, especially for church folks, yep. because you're trying to reconcile these two. You're living, you're reading a Jewish Bible and also an author that's writing to Greek and Aramaic people. Yep. And it gets weird. And I think there's more and more hurdles that, kind of present themselves for us to step into this childlikeness. But what's so cool is in the book, you're talking about a couple movie quote or yeah. different movie scenes of kind of articulating uh, spiritual childlikeness, not childishness, but childlikeness. Yeah. Why don't you go for well, that? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things you realize I was thinking about it as I'm writing the book. I'm thinking like, am I the only guy that's, you know, it's the Bible and me. No, even in pop culture, this is a pretty big deal. Totally. I mean, it's in so many kids movies and maybe if you don't have kids or if your kids are older you haven't been watching some of these kids seems like the examples that we bring are always kids movies yeah. but, but there's so much depth <laughs> in some of these movies right I mean it's a good thing I'm gonna take that as a compliment because Jesus so. said you gotta become like a little child that's right that's right so watch all the kid movies but <laughs> But there's there's seriously some amazing things that I, I look at in some of these. I mean, you take the movie Peter Pan. It has mm -hmm. the same type of deal, mm -hmm. you know. There's this constant struggle between, you know, the adults and the and the kids trying to be free. And there's some negative things about that. But you look at a, a story like The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Right? It's so compelling how what's happening to these kids as they grow older, right? When they're young, they go through the wardrobe and they're able to see all these things that they mm -hmm. could they, that no one could ever see. You would never imagine you could see. So they come across Aslan, right? Who is the Christ figure in this movie and they could see him. Well, as the story continues and we go to different movies or different books mm -hmm. within the story, uh, some of the older characters they get to the point where they are having trouble seeing Aslan now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Lucy, who's the youngest, she's like, oh, there's Aslan, I see him. And everybody's like, where? We don't, what are you talking about? Mm. We don't see him. It's like they're slowly, and that's the key here. Yep. It does, this is not something that happens overnight. Mm -hmm. This is something that happens so slowly, Josh, yep. that we don't even realize that we're becoming the opposite of what Jesus is asking us to become. Right. And it also happens slowly going back the other direction. But they started losing their ability to see. So in the movie, it's a literal seeing. Yeah. But what we're talking about is a spiritual seeing. Okay. Then you go to the movie... Uh, the Polar Express. Mm, I love oh, this come movie. On. Come on, man. Uh, you know, it's one of my absolute favorite, like Christmas time movies. We always, we, we got to get together. We got to, we got to watch that movie. We actually did watch it uh, recently, but you think about this movie, it's kind of doing the same thing, except the issue with Chris, who's the main character in this movie, his issue, he stops believing in Santa Claus, right? And his issue in the movie is that he is not able to hear the jingle of the bells. Yeah. On the reindeer, right? The sleigh and the whole thing. Everybody else is freaking out in this one big scene, right? Yeah. The bells are jingling and Santa's about to get introduced and then he does and, and the bells are ringing. And Chris kind of looks like, what? wait, I see the, I see the bells jingling, mm. but I'm not hearing them. Mm -hmm. And so this whole thing, then he, he believes, you know, and then his hearing is restored. But this is a great picture. Of course, they didn't necessarily mean this to be about a Christian theme here or something. But, but as we look at this, this is really what happens to us. We lose our ability. Adults, as we become even more mature, it's so easy 
for us to lose our spiritual seeing and our spiritual hearing. Really, all of our spiritual senses become numb mm-hmm. because of the pain and the struggle. And, and the Lord is telling us here, hey, if you want to get into the kingdom of heaven, I need your spiritual ears to be wide open. Yes. And I need your spiritual eyes to be wide open. Man, I'm just going to say this again. G.K. Chesterton, y'all. Come on. We are perishing for lack of wonder, not for lack of wonders. There is so much beauty and, and awe and wonderment that the Lord has given to us. I think we can understand that Jesus, if Jesus is inviting us to become like a little child, yep. that he has also become like a little child. I mean, right? he's not telling us to do something that he hasn't done. Correct. So Jesus is also exemplifying what it looks like to be like a little child. Mm -hmm. So I say it this way in the book, we know Jesus is humble while others are prideful. Jesus speaks up while others are silent. Mm -hmm. But then Jesus is silent while others complain. Jesus reaches his hand out while others stick their noses up. Mm. Jesus receives little children while others turn them away. Jesus lets go of his life Mm-hmm. while others hold on to theirs. Yeah. Right? So this is what it means. This is what it means to become like a little child, to become like Jesus, to be one with the Father. This is what it means to be born again, to be transformed into a new creation, to be spiritually young. Mm. This is what it means to worship with awakened abandonment, not with reticence, mm-hmm. to worship with delight, not with disgust to worship in freedom, not in cynicism, to worship because we get to, not because we have to. Mm. This is the party we've been invited to. This is the DNA of an awakened worshiper. Mm -hmm. Hey, we have one last scripture we wanted to to read. So what's super cool, man, and this is, uh, if you guys are going there, this is 2 Corinthians 4.16, and I want to set this up with, it's almost like in the kingdom. I love how Jeff brings about this idea of reverse Godology all throughout his book. And man, it's the inside, outside, upside down kingdom, that kind of whole thing of of this this reality that we live in. And it's almost like we have a spiritual Benjamin Button situation. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Man, we're throwing out all the the, the 2000s movies references today. But we got this Benjamin Button thing going on, and this is what it is. This is 2 Corinthians 4.16. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Mm-hmm. And so what's so cool is, guys, even as we're going, getting older, man, I'm starting to get thinning hair back in this region. <laughs> that to me a while ago, I'm brother. starting to get hair in weird places. <laughs> he was pointing at his ears, so. So I'm sorry for the picture. It definitely, guys, I'm, I'm getting my grandpa. My he, He's got, like, he had hair growing out of his ears, and I'm starting to do that. And on my the backside of my arm, and anyway, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, but, man. So, dude, outwardly, brother? <laughs> yeah. I'm 35 years old and I'm wasting away, all right? But what's happening is I've seen a lot of Christians, man, we work with all sorts of churches all around the U.S., and I've seen even older crowds, uh, they're even more hesitant in their expression in worship, hesitant about sharing the gospel, hesitant about talking about the Lord and giving it to the next generation, because it's almost like as their bodies have aged, so has their their, their mentality and their spirituality has aged as well. And what's so cool is, is what this scripture is saying, even though the outward body is wasting away, we 
we still have the opportunity for our spirit to be renewed day by day yes. to have that that uh, childlike mind to be restored to us. So what do you think about it, that? Well, it's, it's really encouraging. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's let's say that, I mean, hey, my parents, I mean, they'll listen to this podcast. Hi, mom, dad, what's up? <laughs> I love you. Uh, they'll listen to this podcast. I mean, they're 78 and 77. Mm. Okay. Their bodies aren't the same as they were before. Uh, but they have to find a way to keep their bodies from ruling their lives. Yeah. Because that's what happens is your body takes over. When your mind is subject to your body, then your mind will not become like a little child. Mm-hmm. When your heart and your mind are ruling, then it can overcome in your spirit, really. You're ruling by the spirit of Christ and you can overcome the difficulties that are happening in your body. Yep. It's really encouraging because this is the point. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm a few years ahead of you, man. I'm 49. Mm-hmm. So, but, and I'm not enjoying the process of getting older. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel it as well. Mm-hmm. But, and it scares me to death to think of where am I going to be in 30 years? Mm. Here's, here's the thing you got to remember too. If you're young and you're listening to this, we've all been in a place where we've, we've criticized older people. Don't you think that people who you might say are old fuddy-duddies or they're, you know, uh, behind the times or they're old fogies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't you think those people were just like you 60 years ago? Hmm. They were looking down on the old people and they never thought for a minute that they would become those old people. Mm. So what makes you think if you're in your 20s or your teens or in your 30s and you're listening to this, that you too aren't on the same path to becoming those same people? That's the majority. Like you don't see a whole lot of people. I got, I got a lady in our church. Her name is Thelma. <laughs> and that, that lady is on the front row. She's free. She's worshiping. She's singing. I know some old folks, more old folks that are not doing those things. They're crossing their arms when they start hearing songs they're not familiar with. Yeah. But not Thelma. Thelma's like, man, teach me something new. I want to worship God. I'm free. She's like a little child. And she, I think she's 93, bud. Hmm. She's 93. Yet she still has the heart of a child. Come on. This is what we're talking about. There's hope yep. for everybody. If you're young, don't think for a second that you're not naturally on the path to becoming an old fuddy-duddy. Mm-hmm. But resist it. How? By becoming an awakened, pure worshiper. Yep. By becoming like Jesus. By not becoming childish, but becoming or remaining childlike. And if you're old out there and you're listening to this, you're older, don't allow yourself to be bound up with what your body's doing. We get it. It stinks, man. That's horrible. I I don't like the idea of getting Mm -hmm. the the physical body being old, but God is calling us in that scripture. I don't know if you still have that scripture to read it again. Just, it would be just encouraging to read that again in light of what we've been saying. Yeah, here we go. Second Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Come on, somebody. Somebody get a hold of this. Don't lose heart. Even right now, I'm just praying forth the spirit of Caleb on a spiritual level yes. and a physical Come level. On. An 85-year-old guy running great. running to the battlefield, you know, running with the young bucks. I just pray that both spiritually and yes. physically too, but for sure spiritually. Don't lose heart. Yes. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. That's it. So we're praying for you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I am praying 
for everyone listening, God, that you would renew their spirits right now. Mm. Lord, I pray that you would take years off of their life in the spiritual realm, that they would become, that we would become like little children. Show us what this means, Lord. It is a little complicated and we do tend to think of it backwards. Mm -hmm. So we're just asking for your help. Holy Spirit, come, help us. Mm -hmm. Yes, help us not to overthink this. Mm -hmm. Help us to know the difference between being childish and childlike. Help us know what it means to, to really follow Follow after you because we want to be the worshiper that you've called us to be. We want to, we don't want to lose the passion, the exuberance, the expression. We don't want to become like old fuddy duddies who are are hurting and angry and bitter toward this world. But Lord, we want to become free and filled up with your spirit Mm -hmm. and looking forward to being in your kingdom forever. So I just pray your blessing and your hand upon everyone listening. Stir our hearts, awaken us in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It's going to do it for uh, this episode. We love you guys. Thanks for everything. See ya. All right, podcast family. That's all we have for this week's episode of the Pure Worship Podcast entitled The Greatest in the Kingdom. Hey, we'd love for you to stop and pray with us right now. Ask the Lord. What do I need to change that will help me to become more like a child? More like the spiritually vibrant person you are calling me to be. What are some of the things that have been holding me back and causing me to grow old in the spirit? God wants to help you remain fully alive. To remember Isaiah 43, 19, where God reminds us that he is always doing a new thing. Okay, on our next podcast, Josh and I get super practical as we grapple with what we're supposed to do when our emotions get the best of us, when we just don't feel like worshiping God. Do we fake it or simply push blindly onward or what? Okay, thanks for hanging with us, and we'll look forward to seeing you next Tuesday for a brand new episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.